Amen. Amen. If um, at some point Joyce can have that mic, yeah. if you've got a little bit just to share. Well, good morning, everybody. Praise God. Amen. Good to be in the house. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I love this church. <laughs> I, love that. I love our church. I really do. Um, and uh, there's something unique and special about what God is doing in the house and um, also in our lives. And it's just amazing. So I'm privileged to come and uh, minister briefly on the word of the Lord today. And it's my honour. I want to honour, because I've been involved in leadership since the 80s, um, and I want to honour the leadership here, because when you take faith risks, when you step out and you um, move, you know, step by step with God, um, it can be costly, it can be risky, and it can be with misunderstandings as well. And uh, it takes brave people to, to do that, and this leadership is brave. And I want to honour you for that bravery, for your courage in seeking to follow the Lord uh, and your passion for Jesus. I also love the church, the way it expresses itself to the community. And I'm only just finding out, you know, about the different things that you do. Uh, but that is such a strength in the church, such a blessing in the church. Well done, everybody. It's just amazing to see what you're doing uh, in blessing the community. Hallelujah. Okay, well, uh, my name's David Lamb. That's Joyce Lamb. We are the lambs following the Lamb of God. And so we, we bless God for that privilege. Um, and we've been in the ministry now for quite a, a while, uh, getting a bit older now. Um, seen many miracles. Um, seen probably about 40 blind eyes open. Seen uh, deaf and dumb um, deaf hearing, dumb speaking, mainly children. Uh, it's been amazing. We took a speech therapist once on our team uh, because, you know, when you haven't uh, spoken, generally speaking, you can't. Uh, there's one or two exceptions where people did speak perfectly. One, one young boy in Uganda in perfect English and he'd never spoken before. Uh, but they, generally you have to teach them how to speak after they get their hearing and get their... Um, their vocal cords back and so on. And so we've seen many miracles, cripples, walk. We've seen the, um, all the kind of major miracles where God moved us from one place to another. When we didn't have money to preach gospel, he transported us. And we've seen food grow. And then listen to this, to balance this. I'm praying, we're living in Malaysia. My wife's Malaysian. We were living in Malaysia doing the ministry, and I've been praying about a particular gathering that I heard about. God was moving, and there was a particular gathering, and I wanted to go and speak there. So I said, Lord, I'd like to go and speak there, please. And the Lord, um, one time, the inv invitation came. And, and uh, like invitations, I go and pray whether I should accept them and stuff like that. I wanted that one. And when I was praying about it, the Lord said, no, I don't want you to take the invitation. I want you to go and see this family. I said, oh, oh, all right, all right, <laughs> all right. And anyway, so um, I went off to see this, just went up and I went off to see this family. When we got there, there was um, a nine-year-old girl. She was looking at me. She said, oh, she said, I asked Jesus to bring you today. It's my birthday. And so we played marbles. And I just wanted to bring that in because what is, what, 
does God value? Does he value the miracles above the marbles with the nine-year-old? You follow me? And some of you are doing so many, many things. You might not be seeing the miracles that that's thing, what we're talking about, what I'm talking about, but many of you are doing the other things. So what does God value? So that means we don't put ourselves down, but we go for more. That's all. Amen? All right. So I wanted to um, bring scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and it will come up on the screen as well. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech, and of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. This is Apostle Paul, um, one of my heroes in the Bible. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. So when we're doing stuff, and Apostle Paul did so much stuff, and he said he was doing this particular thing in Corinth, in weakness and fear. So if you get any weakness or fear, you qualify. I qualify. And, and, my, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit of power. Just underline that. Demonstration of the spirit of power. And there's a reason, verse 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, one of the weaknesses that I have identified uh, in the church is, the, uh, is not the preaching, is not the teaching. I mean, you can get the best preaching and teaching in the world. Uh, you just go online and you just look around, and the teaching here is amazing as well. Uh, with this, with the, every, every, preacher, every speaker I've heard, it's amazing teaching, strength of the house. It's with a demonstration. And when we talk about the demonstration, generally we think one person breaking through, you know, your Benny Hinn or your, your man or woman of God breaking through. I'm prophesying to you that there's a move coming. The next move of God is the saints breaking through. It's the saints demonstrating. Um, and I'm prophesying that into being in the house as well, in Jesus' name. Now, you can, you can imagine, and I'll read 1 Corinthians uh, 14, 31. He said, you may all prophesy one by one. Does that mean in every meeting everybody will prophesy one by one? No, it just means that the, it's possible. doesn't mean it will happen in every meeting, but it's possible you may all prophesy one by one. And we have to move beyond a meeting as well because we're talking about lifestyle. Yeah. You know, when, when you're finished a meeting, you shouldn't just switch off. There should be something going on whereby you're encouraging somebody, you're bringing a word for somebody. Not that you're so intense, you're a pain to be around. Do you follow me? Do you remember those who used to do charismatic hugs and then you have to pray for your ribs afterwards and all that? You, you know, I mean, yeah, 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 there was, there was a day, you know, so my ribs were sore. So you, you're kind of thinking to yourself, naturally, supernaturally, you're fun to be around, but also you've got these words bubbling out. You've got these thoughts bubbling out. You've got these pictures bubbling out. You've got these kind of scriptures bubbling out. You've got these prayers coming out. And it's not just confined to a meeting. This is in your house. This is in your, in your workplace. This is wherever you go, walking the dog, taking the kids from school and so on. It's wherever you're planted. So, hallelujah. So this is where we're going. 
as, as a church, we're going into the 24-7 lifestyle, supernatural lifestyle, and we're going to enjoy it. It is fun, it's challenging, it's adventurous. Amen. Okay, so just, um, you know all these scriptures, but 1 Corinthians 14, follow after love. If you love in the house today, you would definitely want to encourage people. There's a mixed bag. There'll be some people chandelier swinging, praising. There'll be other people rock bottom. Other people need a word of encouragement. You know what I'm saying? So in the house, if you, if you have love, you will want to encourage somebody. You really, really will. And it's love that motivates. And love, follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. When you woke up this morning, were you desiring spiritual gifts? <laughs> or were you, you know, I'm not knocking you, but somebody desired coffee. <laughs> so, you know. No? Oh, by the way, I must say this. When we do start to prophesy and start to minister to one another, is banned from talking about Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> or Arsenal. <laughs> no, we, don't, we, don't want, we don't want that chat. But as, having said that, probably just like Chris, now we'll have somebody talking about Tottenham. But never mind. Hallelujah. Okay, so follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. If you look in the Amplified, it said, earnestly, persistently desire spiritual gifts. Well, it gets even hotter. Earnestly, persistently. What? Do you desire earnestly and persistently? What are you going for? Where's your heart? Where's your motivation? Um, God has given gifts, nine gifts, and I'm sure he wants them used. I'm sure he doesn't want to give something that we're going to leave unopened and stuff like that. So, okay, that, uh, that you may especially, but rather especially that you may prophesy. Why is it it put prophecy kind of above, seemingly, above the other gifts? Especially that you may prophesy. And then if we go down to verse 3, but he that prophesies speaks unto men edification, exhortation, and comfort. And in one version it said strengthening. I believe as we come together, there's always somebody who needs edification. There's always somebody who needs exhortation. There's always somebody who needs comfort. Comfort is, I say this, there's sometimes only a hug from God will do. Sometimes only a hug from God will do. And there's, there's comfort. So he that prophesies speaks unto men for edification, exhortation, comfort, and strengthening. Uh, that's it. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. And we're going to do something. Okay, just a few ground rules. There'll be some people in the house that say, well, I'm not comfortable to try to prophesy. I'm not comfortable to, um, to even pray for anybody or speak to anybody. And we just want you to relax and observe. And, you know, there may be somebody, I mean, I was in the Anglican church not long ago, and I said to somebody, can I pray for you? And he said, No. So in a sense, I think we have to have a freedom if we're asking somebody, you know, can I pray for you? Can I prophesy? If they say no, chill. <laughs> give, we give people space. Is that all right? Yes. Okay, now just, again, just ground rules. When you, when you prophesy, and if you're a prophet, 
um, and you want to say, thus says the Lord, then fine. But it's better when we're actually launching out and practicing the gifts. We can, we can do it in a different way. We don't have to say, thus says the Lord. Um, we can say things like this. Does this mean anything to you? I'm just getting this impression. Does this mean anything to you? And if you're wrong, you don't get anybody in trouble. We don't get God in trouble. You know, and the person can then say, you know, yeah, this mean, means a lot to me. Or, no, I'm not quite sure. You're coming from a different planet today. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, so you're, you're having a relaxation about it and there's no force. You don't have to force prophecy. Prophecy actually forces itself, if you follow what I'm saying. It has its own effect. Okay, and then so um, when we came, we, somebody came, a friend of ours came to church, and somebody in the church, and I don't even know who it was, doesn't matter, but they said to the person, um, God wants to, and he's going to bless your kids. Problem was that she, did, she doesn't have any kids. All right, so she's, she's a single, she don't have any kids. And see, what you can do, that would be trying to, you know, a word of knowledge, but what you can do with that kind of thing, the wisdom, you could just say to somebody, oh, you're new to the church, welcome. Oh, do you have any children? And the person would have said to you, no, I don't have any children. So you wouldn't have got egg in your face, you know, by trying to prophesy, oh, God wants to bless your children when they don't have any children. So that's what I do, tend to do with words of knowledge. I would often ask a question to see whether that's accurate, whether I'm hitting the mark. And of course, sometimes if I'm not, then I can keep quiet and uh, pray for the person and, uh, and so on. So, okay, I'm going to pray and then we're going to do something. Can you, um, can you tell us, most people here will know, but what, what would you say is prophecy? Okay. Like, just, just like spell it out for us. Okay. I think when you're looking at, when you're reaching out to the Lord for a prophecy or for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I think what happens is that many of you have actually been used in that without knowing you were used in those things as well. And I'll give you an example. If you take, um, go into an area and you, you sense danger, you say something's not quite right here, and you sense danger, that is called the discernment of spirits. If you're in the church and you, there's a prophecy and you say, wow, that was God, wasn't it? That's a discernment of spirits. You're discerning a prophecy. If you, if you sometimes in the churches where you hear a prophecy, say, hmm, something was not right about that one. It's quite a bit off. Discernment of spirits. That means we're operating in these things sometimes without even realizing we are. So prophecy basically is to encourage somebody, isn't it? It's to edify somebody, it's to exhort. So you're reaching out to God for a word and you're reaching out for some scriptures, you're reaching out for some encouragement and then you just offer that to somebody. The impressions that you're getting, the thoughts that you're getting, without making it so mystical that it's unreachable, you're just sharing your heart. And let the other person, you ask them a question afterwards, did that mean anything to you? And we will see. Generally speaking, in any gathering like this, when I ask at the end how many people encourage you, get about 90% of people encouraged through the saints. We've been doing this practice in, in uh, ACF uh, many, many times, and many, many people prophesying, many people encouraging other people. So can I just say to you lovingly, reach out, just share your thoughts. And just then ask the people, does that mean anything to you? Can I pray for you? 
Here's a scripture for you. Um, we're going, we'll be in fives. Is that all right? I think we can manage five with the time that we got. You're yes. comfortable with that? All right, so let me just pray. Um, and as I say, if, you, if you're not comfortable to share, just chill. It's okay. Father, we just want to ask you, especially today, for the gift of prophecy. We ask you for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow through the saints. And thank you, Lord, the priesthood of all believers, for making us that, for making us every member a minister of the New Testament, the New Covenant. I pray, Lord, that you would just flow now by the power of your Holy Spirit and that you will encourage one another. We will encourage one another. Thank you, Lord. Just take a minute, reach out yourself, ask the Lord for something for somebody else. Thank you for listening to Numa Sunday's podcast. For more information, go to numachurch.uk where you can find more ways to connect with us. Have a great week and remember you're loved.